You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fix Your Sciatica podcast, where we meet with experts and clients and discuss how to manage your sciatica and low back pain without the use of medications or surgery. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Mack, and I'm a physical therapist as well as the founder of iFixYourSciatica.com, a go-to resource for pain management. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you for listening. And if you are tuning in again, welcome back. And lastly, if you find today's episode or any of these episodes of this podcast to be helpful or insightful, please follow and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're using. The more followers and ratings we get, the more we can help people like you. And without further ado, let's get started. All right. So if you are listening to this, you are someone who has been suffering from sciatica pain either for a week, for months, or even for years. And you might not necessarily have the time to be able to focus on taking care of yourself, which is why you're ingesting this information via this podcast. One of the many listeners uh, are included are busy parents. And what I find one of the biggest challenges when it comes to working with a busy parent is for them trying to find the time to actually implement their self-care and maximize their recovery. And being that I am not a parent myself, I do understand the challenges that you're going through, but because I'm not living what you're going through as a busy parent, there is a lot that's being missed. So today's guest is actually a good friend of mine and also a fellow faux soup lover, uh, Rob Brown. And Rob is the founder of the Healthy Parent Playbook, which is formerly known as Whetstone Virtual Fitness, where he empowers parents to take charge of their health through nutrition and wellness coaching. He's based out of Alexandria, Virginia, and has over 10 years of experience. Rob, thank you so much for being on today's episode. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I am doing so great on this beautiful sunny day. Um, Rob, I did a little bit of intro, a little intro of you, but can you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what brings you here to this episode? Yes. Yeah, so like you said, Rob Brown, I have two kids, one who is an adult going to JMU as we speak. And the one that just turned two last week, um, you know, we live here in Alexandria, Virginia, where I am a full-time dad on the I'm a full-time dad with the Healthy Parent Playbook being my kind of secondary full-time job, if you will. My wife, you know, beautiful wife, works hard from home, luckily, with this pandemic going on. We are able to be flexible and kind of both be within the home and also helps us kind of prioritize our son when, you know, 
he's two. He's a handful. He's, and he, he will be for a long time. And that's okay. Um, other than that, you know, I've been coaching for, like I said, well over 10 years now, now in a virtual space, formerly in a um, in-person before, of course, obviously before the pandemic. And I've been just doing fitness, kind of focusing on my fitness on and off, probably since I was a kid. Right on. Yeah. So you've been helping people for a long period of time. And over the past couple of years, it's been an evolution from like, like, you know, we'll say a lot can happen in 10 years. And so here you are working with busy parents and you've created the healthy parent playbook. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that evolution was like for you going from just like say general fitness to helping busy parents? Sure. So, you know, one of the first things that made me focus on my own fitness before I was a coach was, you know, as a kid, you know, I was active, I'm running around, and then I became an adult. Uh, a few too many Papa John's pizzas and beer nights, you know, started to catch up to me and I just wasn't feeling well. So I did the thing that everyone else usually does. We do the, the, the popular thing at the time. And for me, that was the P90X, the Insanities. I, I joined the local gym, was just following any workout that I found online before I landed on the thing that I enjoyed the most, which was CrossFit. And the thing that I really enjoyed the most because it was a little bit of everything, not necessarily to be uh, have the biggest biceps in the world or have the fastest 5K time. Um, you know, my love of CrossFit made me want to coach CrossFit. And that's kind of what I specialize in now, just high intensity or moderate intensity, depending on who you are, fitness. And now it's for the parents of the world, because most parents, especially toddler parents, as I'm a toddler parent myself, don't have five to six hours a week to commute back and forth to the gym in order to to get healthier, right? Because we sit, you know, a lot of us, we sit all day, um, whether it's at our office, whether that's uh, with our children. So we tr think the only way to get fitter is to go to the gym and be on the treadmill for 30, 40 minutes or sit in front of that P90X DVD uh, for 60 minutes, five times a day. Because that's all we've kind of known in the past 10 years, but that's not how it has to be. So fitness has really evolved and there's so much fitness out there that there is a solution, no matter how busy, no matter how tired, um, no matter what your what your situation is, we can always find fitness that meets you where you are. And so you're bringing up the concept of, yeah, being a parent. I mean, you're not just a parent taking care of another human being, like your entire life is focused on taking care of this little one. So Rob, for someone like you who instructs people on maximizing their fitness and wellness, I think it's important for us to be able to lead by example, right? Being able to say, I am living a life of fitness. I have my own self-care routines. I have my own ways to make sure that I am the in the tip-top most shape for my child. So can you take a deep dive and share with the listeners as a busy parent yourself what your self-care routine is like and how you fit that in throughout your day? Sure. So you nailed it. You nailed it right on the head. My day is wrapped around my toddler schedule, not the other way around. You know, I wake up early, not because I enjoy waking up early, it's because he wakes up early. Right. We my day is 100 percent based on his schedule. So 
the only way I personally could be successful is to have a routine and to have help from my spouse and have it somewhat predictable. So for me personally, if I need to work out, it's usually around the same time each day. And my wife knows what time that is ahead of time so that she can jump in, watch Wesley for 20, 30 minutes while I work out in the garage. Also, a lot of planning ahead of time goes into my routine. Um, You know, at the end of my day, the last thing myself or my wife want to figure out is what's for dinner. Um, So we had to take that time ahead of time to make those decisions. And if you look at my phone and my little notes app, there's literally a note called menu and it'll tell you everything I'm going to have for dinner this week. So those like planning ahead, knowing what's coming up has helped me so much so that when it's 4.30 on Tuesday, I know my workouts. Once I'm done with my workout, I know what I'm going to cook for the family for dinner. And then right after that, we go into our, you know, the bedtime routine for our son and, and then wind down for the night. So for me, it's, it's a lot of planning, a lot of being predictable helps get through these long days. I love that. My wife will laugh, but I remember we were discussing like how not that big of a planner. And so me transitioning into business ownership and being able to focus on growth of the business and also my life, I had to start planning things a little bit more. Um, And one thing that I really respect about parents, um, especially like a parent like yourself, Rob, is the ability to create these schedules to make it so that you're setting yourself up for success, right? One thing I have heard, um, and this is just from a, as a third party, right? Well, one thing that I've heard is that a routine is good for a couple of weeks and then your child, as they develop, their routine kind of changes a little bit more too. So could you tell us a little bit more about what that transition period is like for parents who are going through the same thing when they're like, okay, well, it turns out that my kid is, you know, waking up at seven, but all of a sudden they hit a, whatever developmental milestone and all of a sudden the routine is off. What happens there? Chaos. 100% (laughs) chaos happens there. So yeah, you're exactly right. You know, at one point our son is taking two hour long naps, which is, which is great. That means I can do laundry and and cook and stuff like that. And suddenly he's not napping at all. Suddenly the only way he will nap is if I put him in the car and drive around for two hours, which then means I can't do laundry and all those other things. So yeah, so you have to be flexible and you have to kind of keep the mindset that this stuff is temporary, you know, whether it's not napping, whether it's waking up uh, at 12, yeah, at midnight, whether it's uh, throwing all your food on the ground, all of these things are temporary and they're not permanent fixtures in his life. He's not going to, you know, your, your child is not going to be 18 years old, still waking up at midnight. I promise you, know, I don't promise, but it probably won't happen. Um, so you just have to kind of mentally realize that you're in the grind and in a marathon. And if that may or may not mean you have to be more flexible around some of the other things that are in your personal routine, right? I just mentioned um, working at a 4.30 every evening, afternoon. If I don't get the chance to do laundry, that might mean I, I miss a workout, right? Because I have to do laundry instead of the workout. I'd rather have clean clothes than washboard abs. So that means I'll miss a workout else. And maybe that happens for two or three days straight. That's okay. Because this whole entire health and fitness routine is a long-term play, not a, not a short-term play. And that's kind of where my mentality is always at when 
his routine changes, therefore my routine changes. And once it settles down, then I can kind of readjust based on the new routine that we're going to develop together. Yeah. So when you're taking care of another human being, I mean, because, because you are doing everything to take care of that, that little human flexibility is key. And I love the fact that you brought up the concept of being okay with making these changes. I think we live in a world where it's kind of like an all or nothing type of scenario. And the more time that I actually spend in healthcare and also even just in the space of working with others, life isn't just A or B, it's a continuum, it's a spectrum of, of, of things. And so instead of having to say, all right, well, I didn't work out today, might as well just give up everything, being able to say, okay, this is a scenario, what can we do to make it better? Um, and being able to be flexible through that, allowing you to make those necessary changes so you can get the best out of your day. One thing that I find uh, that I'm so glad you actually brought up, which I think is very underrated, is the concept of communication with your partner. Um, you, you and your wife, you're a team. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about what that that dynamic is like when you're saying, Hey, I would love to get a workout or I would like to do something for my health and wellness. Is this something where, yeah, kind of walk us through what a conversation like that goes. Sure. Sure. And that conversation happens in our household all the time. As I, again, trying to be flexible, I may try to move my workout to the first thing in the morning and I'll say, all right, wife, I would like to work out at five o'clock in the morning. And then we work backwards from there. Okay. What does that mean for what time does she need to wake up with our toddler? If he wakes up at let's say six o'clock, who's cooking him breakfast? How does that shift the routine of the household? If I'm going to move that around or if it's the weekend and our weekend schedule is, you know, it's pretty much, it's not in stone, like our Monday through Friday schedule. So our weekends are a little bit more flexible. So, so if on a weekend, I know that we're going to head out to the water park, for example, as it's warming up, I'll tell them, say, okay, great. Can we, can I do a workout from this time to this time? And then we'll take, you know, we'll shower and head out. So it has to be an open communication. The, for our household, at least, no one enjoys a surprise, right? No one enjoys, okay, I'm going to be unavailable for the next 45 minutes. Good luck. Um, or, you know, so that open line of communication helps our relationship, our communication, and just helps everyone be happy because you can understand where the other person's coming from. No one's saying, I'd rather you be unhealthy. I'd rather you sit here and not do the thing. So we're trying to help each other out. And that just means, and that needs open communication for, for that to work. Communication is key. It's definitely something that I've been working on myself. Um, and I say this to a lot of the patients that I work with. Communication is, in fact, allows me to do my job even better. And so I'm glad to hear that it's also a very important part to being able to manage such a busy schedule of taking care of yourself as well as taking care of your child. So if we're looking at strategies or like big themes on making sure that we're able to implement self-care, um, we're looking at uh, having a routine, but also being flexible, having mm -hmm. clear, solid communication, um, and also being able to plan ahead of time. Is there anything else that I'm missing? We are going to take a quick break to tell you about our awesome new program called the Sciatica Protocol. 
If you don't have the time to see a professional, but are tired of trying to figure out this recovery on your own, then the sciatica protocol is for you. Harness the power of a knowledgeable physical therapist through your phone. It takes no more than seven minutes per day, and it is designed to help you recover as quickly as possible. Now, having an on-demand physical therapist can cost thousands plus hours of sessions. But with the sciatica protocol, you'll receive the same, if not better, customized care completely free. And why are we making this program free? Because I believe that everyone deserves to live free from pain without actually having cost be the biggest obstacle. It is simple to start and all you need to do is log into ifixyoursciatica.com forward slash the dash sciatica dash protocol and fill out the nine question quiz to begin. The link for the program is in today's show notes. The one big thing, and I think you you touched on it a little bit with the all or nothing mentality that we're kind of used to. Um, we're used to starting our diet starts Monday or our routine starts Monday. Therefore, we have to do the following um, 75 rules in order for this to be successful. In reality, you know, especially when your mind is filled with all these other tasks that's going on, all the, your checklist each day of taking care of another human being, as well as taking care of yourself, um, spouse, the house, all these things, it's a long list. So rather than doing the thing where you say to yourself, okay, Monday's day one, I'm going to stop eating carbs. I'm going to sleep eight hours a day. I'm going to drink all this water. I'm going to eat all this uh, broccoli. The better thing to do is just to do one of those things, not all of them, and give yourself some time and some grace. You're not going to be perfect on week one. You may not be perfect on week two, but after two, three, four weeks, you may you know, find yourself in a rhythm, a new routine, if you will, that you're drinking water all the time now because you gave yourself that time and grace. You didn't overwhelm yourself with five, six, seven things at once. So if, you can, if you're looking to build new habits or new healthy habits, try it one, set, one thing at a time. I know it's not the the popular thing that you're going to see on magazine covers that promise 30 pounds in 30 days or whatnot, but it's the thing that's going to help build a healthy lifestyle for the long term. So that would probably be the, the, the biggest thing, just trying to take it one step at a time. One step at a time. Yeah. The hardest step is literally the first thing that you do. So I 100% agree with that. Rob, we were talking a lot about like more of like the tactical and strategic ways to implement self-care. Um, do you mind sharing with the audience why self-care is so important to you? Oh, yeah. So for me, you know, it was always growing up in a household where you know, I had two hardworking parents who did not prioritize their own self-care until much later in their life. So therefore, there are one too many illnesses in our family that if I can avoid and show my kids how to avoid that leading by example piece that we talked about, that's that's priceless, right? You know, we live in a norm where, you know, Ash, if you and I and our friends go out for dinner and instead of the hamburger, I eat the, the salad and chicken, I might have a friend or two that kind of smirks, maybe makes a, a side comment, but the norm should be be that we prioritize our own health. It's the longest investment that we're ever going to make, right? Our own personal health. 
then as parents, the best thing I can do for my kids is to be available, right? Be there for them. And that means I have to take some time out of my day to focus on myself. If I always put my own health on the back burner, the chances of me walking my daughter down the aisle goes down, right? The chances of me being available to move my son into his first college dorm, it goes down. And I want those chances to be as high as possible. So that means that I bypass the uh, the, the, the Baconator at that drive-thru restaurant, then so be it. It's well worth the, the investment in myself for both me and my family. So really got self-care as an investment gives you the opportunity to heighten the likelihood that you're going to be healthy to enjoy all the amazing milestones that your children go through, just like you went through as a, as a, as a person yourself. Um, that's amazing. And so, and, and I think that's huge being able to, to recognize that. And I just from an outside perspective, again, I'm not a parent. I can see how taking care of another human being can be so overwhelming. And mm-hmm. it can be pretty challenging to look ahead of the future and being like, okay, I'm going to take care of this now. So then five, 10, 15 years from now, I can still be able to do X, Y, and Z. Um, so aside from the, just like the sheer time requirement that parents have to go through um, to take yeah. care of their little ones, what are some other obstacles or things that make parents hesitant to be able to implement or like take care of themselves throughout the day? Sure. So two big ones jump out. The first one being not knowing where to start. You know, if you are, and I'll, I'll exaggerate for purposes of this conversation, but I think you'll understand where I'm coming from. If you are currently eating all your meals through a drive-through window and you're, st- and you're sedentary, you, you never get up off the couch then your list of things that you know you should be doing is pretty long and you have no idea where to start. And that's overwhelming by itself. If you don't know where to start, it's much easier just not to start and hope that you'll figure it out some other day. The other thing is you can't see where that energy is going to come from. You're already tired. Um, When I get through a long day with my son and you know, it's hot outside. We're playing at the parks and he's, he's whining because I got the blue cup instead of the green cup. And, you know, that, that takes a toll on me. So when it is our, my quote unquote scheduled time to work out, you know, self-care, I may not have energy to go and actually do the workout. You know, I don't know how I'm going to do it. So a lot of times parents just think I don't have energy. I barely have energy to do what I'm doing now. Where am I going to get this energy to, uh, run every day or to, to, uh, to meal prep on a Sunday, things like that. And for both of those, the answer is to just start, just start somewhere. And if you don't have the energy to run a mile today, run a half mile, run a quarter mile, run, you know, away from your house to a point where you can turn around and run back. Right. If you have um, 40 things on your list of things that you think you should be doing to better your health, again, just what we talked about earlier, don't try to tack all 40, just pick one, pick the, pick the, actually pick the easiest one. If the easiest one is to eat 
breakfast every morning because you've been skipping breakfast because you don't have time and stuff like that. I, I hear you. Let's do that for three weeks and just master that one thing. So start somewhere rather than being overwhelmed with the, like you said, that first step. Wow. I love that. Pick the easiest thing and, and go for that. It's uh, I think one challenge that, I mean, not just parents, but people in general, like just people in, in life now is that they sometimes view the easiest action step as the least valuable. And what ends up happening is that we can forego the basics, forego the things that we know will be able to truly help us if we do on a consistent basis and try to go for the super hard, super complex thing. And so for us, for you to be able to share, yeah, pick the easiest one is is really key. I, I know that for myself, um, even not as a parent, I try to find uh, the easiest easiest route, the path of least resistance, it allows me to really maximize the time that I have um, on this earth with my wife and, you know, outside of my, my day, my, my day-to-day operation. So being able to tell people, yeah, pick the easiest option, which is huge. Um, one thing I've noticed uh, with parents and just like the parents and that, that I speak with, I notice that it's actually really hard for them to step away and like take their attention from their child and focus on themselves. Um, It seems as if parents are not giving themselves permission to care for, for their health Um, with those parents, with people who are experiencing that where they're not giving themselves permission. What do you, what do you have to say to them? Yeah. I was just having this conversation with one of our neighbors who also has a toddler and the fact that, um, she felt guilty for dedicating time to herself. You know, she felt guilty putting the kids on her spouse's uh, hands for a half hour so that she can work on her own well-being. Um, in this case, she was talking about working out. And then the reality is, if we fast forwarded uh, 18 years in your child's life and you asked them, you know, were you upset that your parents tried to better their own health for 30 minutes a day? They would never be upset. No one should be upset at you. They wouldn't feel bad at you. But that is the thing. When you dedicate so much of your time and your love and your energy to a person, you feel guilty for every second you step away from them, let alone moments that is for yourself or for work or things like that. So, yeah, it is tough. It's And it's, it's, it's tough at first. But in the long run, again, we're talking about 20 years from now, 10 years from now it's going to be better for everyone. And in fact, taking that time out for your own health is helping out your kids one way or another. I was just writing that down, giving yourself permission. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to take yourself away, but I love the the fact that you, you said that, you know, you ask any kid, it's like, were you mad that your, your parent was uh, trying to focus on taking care of themselves a little bit? And I mean, I think about it, even for me, my, my mom would exercise every single day. And was I angry that she was exercising and not playing with me? No, actually, it's, I'm actually, I'm super thankful that she's yeah. so active um, and she's still active now because she, yeah, you look like, you, yeah. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, and on the other side of that fence, on the other side of the extreme, you know, my dad's no longer with us. And if you were to ask me, don't you wish he did X, Y, and Z, took some time away from the family to do whatever he needed to do. I would definitely rather him spend 30 minutes, 40 minutes away from us to better his health than be there and put his own health on the back burner. So yeah, so on both sides, it's, and it's still tough. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and say, hey, it should be easy for you just to drop off your kids at daycare and go work out or whatnot. No, that's not the case, but we're doing this for the family. It's not just for you. You shouldn't feel guilty for dedicating some time to your own self-care. You're doing this for the family. You're putting this time to work on yourself because the result is going to positively affect the family. And it's not, ju- it's not considered an act of selfishness if you are going to be focusing on your self-care. And um, Rob, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, I think it's a very powerful thing. And parents need to know that they, they do have permission to take care of themselves. Yeah. And so if we were to circle this back on, the, on its impact with pain, sciatica pain, I've been speaking with a fair amount of people recently who are parents themselves and they're like, yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been experiencing this pain, this sciatica pain, back pain, hip pain, knee pain, whatever I'm going through for the past 18 months, years. And one of the biggest things that I ask is, well, well, how come it took so long to come speak with me? And so in some cases, out of the person's fault, they're like, the practitioners they've worked with uh, were not able to help them specifically, even though they've been really diligent on their exercise. That's an entirely different subject on their own, on its own. The other aspect is um, what's really interesting about the human brain and particularly the parent's brain, our higher processes can really bypass a lot of these signals that are brain is telling us to say, we need to make a change. And before we know it, and you probably noticed this yourself, Rob, where time just goes by so quickly, you know, two years ago, your son was born. And now look at today, it was probably like a blink of an eye. He's two years old. Right. And so time can go by so quickly. And what I find is that the longer that you are in pain, I'm not going to necessarily say that it's harder to get relief, but we're looking at trying to implement more than just exercises and stretches. We're trying to implement ways for you to be able to sufficiently recover. And that is through self-care. That is through giving yourself permission to care for yourself and do everything you need to do to be at the best shape fitness level, whatever level of wellness, so you can live and go back to taking care of your children. So Rob, I really appreciate you sharing this all with me. I mean, we've been covering a a, a whole bunch of things. You've been sharing your story as as a busy parent. Um, Let's kind of summarize some of the biggest, most impactful action steps that parents can take um, when it comes to like, oh my gosh, if, if we're talking to the parent who's like, I'm so overwhelmed and the only time that I have is driving and I'm listening to this podcast about sciatica, but we're also talking about parenting, how can I implement something into my life 
with the least amount of resistance so I can do this on a daily basis. So one of the big things I focus on is the healthy lifestyle, the thing that you're going to do today, the things that you're going to want to do 10 years from now. Um, so a nice exercise that anyone can do, busy parent or not, write out five things that you would like to do every day that would go, that would move the needle for your personal health. Okay. I'll throw out some examples just to help you guys get your list together. Let's say you wanted to drink eight glasses of water every day. You wanted to sleep seven to eight hours a day. You wanted to exercise four to five times a week. Um, wanted to read every day, things, you know, things that you want to put in your daily routine that you're not currently doing. Once you get your five, like we said earlier, pick the easiest one, pick the easiest one. And let's say it was drinking water every day, pick the eat, drink water every day. Got it. And then tell your spouse about it. Tell the people around you, your inner circle, if you will, because not only is that communication just helpful, but it's also some support. It's also some accountability so that if I were to tell my spouse, hey, I want to I want to drink more water, we sit down for dinner and I pick up my Coke Zero. She says, hey, what about that water you told me? You know, that's help. That's support. And we all need some kind of support, some kind of accountability, because it's very hard to do any of this by yourself. So grab your list, focus on it, talk to your spouse, talk to your inner circle and plan and schedule for it so that when you go into next week, regardless if it's a holiday, regardless if it's um, a long day with the kids, you still have a plan to put some time away for yourself. Well, you know, drinking the water, running around the block, whatever it is. Because if you do, if you miss one of those steps, let's say you don't talk to your spouse. Let's play the other game, Ash. Let's play, let's play the game where you, you don't communicate. You say, I'm going to work out every day at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. hits and you grab your running shoes and your spouse looks at you like, where are you going? I need your help. I thought you were going to be here to, to fold laundry with me to help with these kids. That's where suddenly it becomes harder for these things to be part of our routine. We want to make it as easy as possible. And these are just some ways to make it easy for, for, every, for everyone. So we're looking at ease, simplicity, communication, and accountability. And listeners, if you've been listening to multiple episodes of this podcast, you know that my approach to sciatica uh, treatment is focusing on finding the positions that actually make you feel better. So we're making it a very simple approach. It's very easy for us to try to complicate things, but we don't necessarily need to complicate things. Complication or making things elaborate does not necessarily equate to effectiveness. And the effectiveness is ultimately based on making sure or ultimately based on identifying the action steps that allows us to one, be able to complete easily, but then also two, experience the most amount of results from there and accountability, communication, being able to say, this is helping, this isn't helping and being able to make sure, just like Rob said, from the accountability standpoint, are you doing your program? Ultimately, you have people who exist in this world 
in your household who are focused on your happiness and your recovery. But unless we put that responsibility onto ourselves and say, we are going to focus on our self-care, on our recovery, then we're missing a huge piece of the puzzle. And so, Rob, I, I really appreciate the time that you've taken out of your busy day for spending some time and communicating with the busy parents, uh, the busy listeners of, of, uh, of this podcast, they're probably going to need some assistance from you. So if someone is a busy parent and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know where to start. I need help. I need that accountability. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah. So two easiest ways to get in touch with me, you can visit our website at thehealthyparentplaybook.com. We're also on Instagram at that same name. So at the Healthy Parent Playbook. Um, either way, feel free to ping me with questions. If you go to our website, there's an easy apply for coaching button. We'll jump on a phone call. We'll talk about some of the best actionable things you can do and how my program will help you achieve the results you're looking for so that you can, I think we mentioned it earlier, but just kind of lead by example and put some time away in your day for you and your family. Awesome. Listeners, I'm actually putting Rob's contact information in the show notes as well. And you'll also see it via social media. And we're going to be able to really provide an avenue for your busy parents out there as a, to have a solution. So then that way you can take care of yourself so you can take care of others and live a happy and lovely life. Rob, thank you so much for hopping on today's episode. Hey, again, thanks for having me. I hope this helps out. And it was uh, good talking to you, Ash. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider.